Hey everyone, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Faith 901 Podcast. So this week in Memphis, well everywhere really, but especially in Memphis, we've had the MLK 50 commemorations, you know, on April 4th, 1968 was when Dr. Martin Luther King was killed in the city 50 years ago. And the coverage and the events here in the city have been concentrated and amazing. And I have to admit that this year I really, I really paid more attention than I have in past years. And I think the reason is because I remember learning about MLK in elementary school during Black History Month. And then in that little section in my social studies book, you know, in in middle school and high school as well. And after a while, I started to feel like I was hearing the same information year after year. You know, that I have a dream speech. Uh, he practiced nonviolence and that he was killed in Memphis. And that's significant information. But again, the same things over and over about him. And of course, I know that what I should have done was seek out different information. But if I'm honest, I can say as a young person, I wasn't always trying to do that. So anyway, this year, that wasn't the case. I learned a lot of things that I didn't know. And like I said, there were so many things happening. But what I was paying the most attention to was the the MLK 50 Justice Through Journalism Project. And also, which that is, that's been going on for the past year. So just continuing to learn from that, but that, and then the MLK 50 conference that was at the Cook Convention Center. And both of those things you need to go look up if you haven't already. If you are a person who who wants to know practical ways to be a better human, to be a better friend, a better employer, a better pastor, a better Christian, Google MLK 50 Justice Through Journalism Project and MLK 50 conference. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And just thinking about the the new things that I was taking in and the practical learning that was happening, the, you know, here's what you can do today to do better, that led me to think about what the day-to-day was back then, you know, in the 1950s and 60s. And then I remembered that I really don't have to go that far, you know, to find out, just ask some people. So that leads me to the interview for this episode. It's my 78-year-old granny. Her name is Thelma. And she was working that day, April 4th, 1968. And she told me, I remember she told me a while back that when it happened, they shut the restaurant down that she was working at due to the rioting. And so I wanted her to tell me that complete story. And so, of course, this episode will forever be my favorite, no matter whatever else I do because of the guest. But it was significant to me in other ways because in some ways, a lot of her answers were just kind of matter of fact to her. Like she she recognized and supported the changes that were happening and she was happy about the changes that were happening, but she was also raising her children, you know, and trying to go to work and just really do the day-to-day thing. And that was the picture that I wanted to get of what it was like then for the quote-unquote regular people. And so when I was thinking about the stuff that she said, it really did line up with one of the speakers that I heard, he said that everybody is trying to do something huge, but we could start with just being nice. And so, you know, of course, that there are action steps needed a lot of times in addition to being kind, but that's not the only answer. And so I, I get that. But I also recognized when I was having this conversation with her that the things that stuck with her from all those years back was the the simple decency that's that's what she remembered most from people or the lack thereof and so I enjoyed this interview and again I learned some stuff I did not know about that time in history and I hope you do as well so here we go April 4th 1968 
So we know that that is my mom's fifth birthday, but the world knows it as another day. And so what, what was that day like for you? But it just started off as a strange day. I wasn't used to seeing no snow in April for one thing. And it was just some little flakes. It didn't snow so much that I couldn't go to work that evening. And people was all excited about Martin Luther King being in the city. And then we got the sad news that he had been killed on the back at uh, the Lorraine Motel. How did you find out? Was it, did you hear it on the It was news? somebody that worked there, somebody that came in there to eat. Mm-hmm told someone, the waitress or somebody, because she came back there and was telling us. Cause she asked my neighbor that, it was me and my neighbor that lived close together, worked there, she washed dishes and I cooked, and she asked her, was she glad that he had got killed? And she all but wanted to hit her for asking her that, but huh. she held her peace, and it was just wasn't no time before all those Cops came in there and they closed that place down in a hurry because they was carrying on so in the city, just riding and doing all that stuff. I guess they were scared something go happen there, so they got uh, just got us out of there and we all headed home. And, and that was a sad day. Just I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't nobody believe that. So when I remember when um when President Obama got elected. And the first time in 2008, and I remember watching, you know, all the inauguration stuff on television. And I remember thinking, I'm not comfortable with him, you know, walking in the street like that. Of course, we know the Secret Service is around, but I was thinking somebody, you know, is going to shoot him. And so is that with with doing the things that Dr. King was doing at that time? Is that something that you guys thought about was his safety at all? Oh, yeah, we were after because they had that. um I think they bombed that church where the four little girls was killed. Mm-hmm. And every time you turn around, you was hearing something sad that had happened because he was determined that he was going to change things. And he was making progress. I guess in the days in the days following that, what was it like when you would see things on the news or read things in the paper? Oh, it was terrible. It was just... It was a sad time then, thinking about his four little children. Because I think the youngest one, I think the youngest one about your mom age. Because mm-hmm. not the same birthday, but I think she was five years old when her dad was killed. And I'm thinking that was the youngest one, the one that named Bernice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it was four of them because he used to be talking about his four kids and how mm-hmm. he, what it amounted to. He didn't want them to suffer the stuff that we had to suffer mm. because of the way people mistreated the black people, which back then they didn't call us black folks, they just called us Negroes. And what was your, and, oh, go ahead. And some of the people that didn't have no respect for you call you nigger. That's mm. what they call us. And then with the the white people that you worked with, what were, did you guys talk about it? At, you know, after it happened or what? No, we didn't discuss it with them. Why was that? Probably because, well, I know one was that waitress, she was glad it happened because she was one of them. I guess she didn't, I don't know if it was, she didn't like black folks or just liked the way things was that we had to honor them. And did you ever overhear any conversations 
I guess with white people discussing? No, because the jobs that like my cooking jobs, even with both of the places, I was always back there in the kitchen, and you never knew what was going talked about outside. Cause we had a area when the like when we fix an order, we set it up there, and they would come get it, but we wasn't allowed to go out there. Oh, okay. So you're allowed to cook the food, but yeah, you were could cook the food, but we couldn't go out there. Mm-hmm. And when do you, when would you say? After that happened, when would you say things kind of got back to normal? You know, I don't know. But I think, I don't think it lasts too long because when something happened with black folks back then, it didn't last too long. Everything would be back to normal before you realize it. So you're saying back then when there were tragedies with with African-American people, there would be news coverage about it and then things would just kind of go back to back yeah, to the way it was if he hadn't have been so famous for what he was doing it wouldn't have been nothing Holly said about it because the way they was killing black folks in Mississippi you would hear about it and the next day or two you wouldn't hear nothing so what was your impression of him or what did you what did what were your thoughts about the things that he was he was well, doing. I, I just thought he was doing a wonderful thing. That's what I thought. I mm-hmm. really did. I just never thought nobody would kill a man. Mm. But he he was doing great work. He really was. Did you encounter? Because some of the things that I've seen, I guess, over the past week, have been people saying that at that time, not all black people, you know, not everybody supported what he was doing. Did you ever hear of any of that or encounter any of that? Or maybe they didn't they didn't like the way he was going about it or anything? I don't recall ever hearing of nothing like that because in the area where I was, everybody seemed to thought he was doing a wonderful thing. So you had five, five kids, or have five kids, and my mom, that was her birthday when that happened on April 4th. Yeah, so what were, the, what were the ages of everybody else? Your mom was five, Betty was four. Coming up to four. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> well, I think in 68, Dennis was eight because he was born in 60. Trisha was born in 57. So in 68, she was 11. And Michael was born in 55. So I guess he was 13. Did you ever think about their safety? Because I think about Moses in the Bible. And he, when he was petitioning for his people, things got harder for them after he started, you know, petitioning on their behalf. And so did you ever think about that with, you know, your safety and your family and your kids or did you ever feel anything like that? Not really because the way things was, we my kids started out going to school where it wasn't just school just for, wasn't nobody going there but black. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't long after that before things changed and they got into the but, segregated schools. Mm-hmm. For us, I know they was treated okay because things really had changed. Mm-hmm. My mom, I remember her telling me that she remembers the the switch. She remembers the the integration, and she yeah. said that she doesn't remember any of her teachers being mean to her. She remembers kids, you know, saying mean things, but overall, she didn't have, you know, a, a really scary or, or bad experience. And so is that what you remember? Yeah, that's what I remember for them. But 
you talking about during that time, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I remember. I remember this teacher after bed after they started to this school. This teacher named Betty the Little Brain. That's what she used to call Betty because mm -hmm. Betty was so smart. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they had their experience wasn't was it? No, good? their experience wasn't nothing compared to what we went through. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. Tell me about your experience. When I first started cooking back in the fifties at this place called Lino's, and he had three daughters when we first then they had another daughter later but when the oldest daughter turned 16 he started saying Miss Matlin he wanted us to call her Miss Matlin. Then how old were you? I was probably if I wasn't 20 I was right at 20 but I never said no Miss Matlin because things was changing by then mm. but just the nerves of somebody gonna you older want you to call a 16-year-old miss. Mm. Was there any repercussion for that since you decided you just weren't going to do that? I just didn't call her name at all because <laughs> I wasn't going to say no miss. So how did you how did you process all of that? Because I, when I watch the videos and see those pictures and stuff, it looks like, I can't even wrap my brain around it, it looks like just rabid predators attacking, you know. That's just what it was. It was, ooh. Some of the stuff we saw on television and heard, you just wouldn't have believed it. And it wasn't, they just killed black folks for no reason. Mm -hmm. Back in Mississippi, this little boy named uh, Emmett Till, they killed him because they thought he whistled at a white woman. Mm -hmm. And then the woman, when she was 80-some years old, she told the truth. She said he didn't whistle at her. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, and you would hear I think Mississippi was probably one of the worst places. Did you ever have any personal experiences um, that were scary or do you remember anything touching close to home? You know, with No, not really. I really mm -hmm. don't. I, all I know, I remember when we, uh, all white folks we had to say, Mr. Miss, mm -hmm. we couldn't just call them by their name like we do now. What? Why do you think it wasn't as as bad, I guess, for you, relatively speaking? Why do you think it wasn't? I guess things was kind of changing then. The average black person just stayed in that area because we would go to the grocery stores, the same grocery store that the white folks and everybody went to and get out of a grocery, and they mm -hmm. would treat us decent in there. But mm -hmm. You couldn't go... To the place, like when before they built Raleigh Spring Mall and all this stuff out here, we used to go downtown to something called Community Bark and Day. That would be a big sale, and we had to go in the basement. It was a place called Crest. We went in the basement and ate mm. there. We couldn't eat up there in the dining area with the white folks. When you say things were changing, what were the things that mattered? most to you of the things that were changing or the things that affected you the most, do you think? I guess the thing that I really liked most that we could uh, go shop anywhere we wanted to. Because I remember this place right up here on the corner. I can't think of the name of the place, but you know, all kind of places have drive through windows now. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way black people could get food, go around through the drive through window. We couldn't go in there and get nothing. Hmm. Couldn't even go inside the place. Mm -hmm. And then we was dumb enough to go 
drive through and get something. <laughs> Shouldn't even been buying nothing from her. I wish I could think of the name of that place. It was right up here on the corner. And you said that you were also excited because you got to, you remember, do you remember the first time you got to vote? Oh, I was very excited about that. I can't think of just what year it was right now, but I was real excited. Mm. And there was something that AJ was determined. Uh, we used to vote every year. Mm. Not every year, every time mm -hmm. election came up. Okay, so when you look at the news and look at politicians now and society now, what do you think? Oh, I think we done came a long ways. Ain't all the way there yet, but a long ways. Things ain't nothing like it used to be. What are some of the things, do you think that there are things that um, we, I guess just because I'm trying to think, I know what my daily life is like, and I know it's really different from yours, and I'm just trying to get a picture of, of the differences with maybe when you were 34 years old and now I'm 34. Six to eight. I guess I was 29 during that time. Well, I remember when we used to ride the bus, we had to go all the way, like the city buses. We had to go, we couldn't sit up front. We had to go all the way to the back. Mm -hmm. And I remember, uh, I just thought that was just the best thing could have happened when this woman refused to, uh, what's her name? Oh. Rosa Parks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She refused to get up and get a man her seat. Mm -hmm. And she was already in the back and then, if a white person got on the bus and a black person had a seat and they didn't, they had to give them their seat and stand up. Mm. And when she refused to do that, ooh, I just thought that was something else. Mm -hmm. I was so glad when I heard that on the news. <laughs> so you say that we, we've come a long way and we still have some ways to go. What are the ways that you think still need to be worked on? It's still a lot of people look down on black folks. I've been blessed to be around white folks who treat me like I'm a human being, and a lot of them call me Miss, 